Have you been thinking about wanting to start your own podcast? When I was trying to get the Evan Witt show off the ground, trying to find where to go, I had a lot of questions and trying to figure it out. And Anchor was the place to go. Easy to start, easy to use, and it's free. And you can get your podcast heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other great places that people like to listen. The answer, again, is Anchor. And I love using Anchor as it's extremely easy and simple and free to use. If you want to join me with Anchor on your podcast, then go to anchor.fm slash start and join me and the diverse community of all the podcasters that Anchor has to offer. I enjoy and cannot wait to start hearing your first podcast. That's anchor.fm slash start. Hello and welcome to the Evan with Allison show. It is Friday evening, September 11th, 2020 at the airing or at the time of recording. I want to thank you all for spending some time this, uh, today, tomorrow, this evening, whenever you're listening to it, listening to the show. Um, haven't done a show in a couple weeks, so I'm going to start getting in the habit of doing one once a week now that the football season is here and upon us. Um, you know, I also do talk Bucks and Brewers and stuff and whatnot as well, but I think it's easier doing a show every week when we do have a Packer game to preview. You know, I'm not strictly a Packer preview show, but most of my episodes moving forward, I'm going to spend a lot of time talking about the Packers. And with that said, sure enough, surprisingly, it snuck up on us. The 2020 NFL season is upon us, although it's going to be very different in many senses. Some stadiums are not allowing fans in due to COVID. Some are a small percentage of fans, as we saw in opening opening night with Kansas City and Houston, where you had some fans in attendance. You have fa- uh, guys making statements for social justice, which is something the NFL has not allowed players to do before, um, or at least uh, they only allowed it in very small instances. And you have teams that had no ability to hold training camps uh, like they normally do with preseason games or mini camps and OTAs. So, but that are with that already said, it's going to be hard, especially with teams with brand new head coaches to try to make a make a statement. And I know the Packers draft uh, was big head scratcher, but I think. Thinking back on it, the reason they did what they did was because of the season we were about to have. They knew that they were probably going to not have much opportunity to work with these guys. So let's get more projects so we can work with them and plan for two, three, four years down the road. And let's move forward with what we currently have on our roster. And that is ultimately what they did. So today I'm going to talk mostly Packers. Talk about the Packers, Vikings, preview who I think the division winners are going to be this season in the NFL, who I think the Coach of the Year MVP-ish might be, and who I think is going to go to the Super Bowl. Um, but before I do go into that, I do want to uh, let you all know, if you're somebody that has been thinking about or wanting to get healthier, start living a healthier lifestyle, reach out to me. I, I have options that I can give your, send your way uh, that can help you. Coach Evan 66 at gmail.com. Just shoot me an email, and I have different options that I can present to you that's going to help you live a healthier lifestyle. 
Um, I personally use Beachbody, but there is a, if you're in the Kenosha Racine area, a gym that I just love, uh, Flex Gym, you can also head there. I'll give you information you need to sign up if you want to do Beachbody stuff like Insanity or P90X or one of the other tons of different workout options they have with Beachbody on demand. I'll gladly help you out there too and give you some options and suggestions. But again, all you got to do, CoachEvan66 at gmail.com. Before we get into Packers, do have a couple couple things to mention first. Um, first of all, uh, praying and thinking this day on all those lives that were affected 19 years ago today. You know, I remember 19 years ago today at this time sitting there wondering what the hell just happened. Um, our world as we knew it was flipped upside down to never be the same again. Um, trade centers went down. The Pentagon. Uh, had a had a uh, allegedly a plane hit <clears throat> um, the plane crash in Pennsylvania um, and who knows where that plane was headed and obviously I know there's a lot of questions and head scratches about what quote truly happened on that day but what I do know thousands of lives were lost and our our society was changed pretty much for good. Um, I just want to, you know, think about all those lives that were lost, first responders, people flying to home, people flying to jobs, people working in the buildings that were hit, um, the ones that took back the plane in, in Pennsylvania and crashed it before it could get to wherever it was going. You know, stop and think about all those people and the sacrifices that they made, especially the ones on the plane in Pennsylvania and the first responders who sacrificed their their lives to try to save people. You know, just take a moment to to thank them and think about them. Also, comment quickly about the Milwaukee Bucks. Obviously, the season didn't end how we were hoping as Bucks fans. I'm a Bucks fan. I love Giannis. I love the Bucks. I love the team that we saw for the most part this year. But unfortunately, the whole bubble in Orlando and the work stoppage um, due to COVID... I think completely threw the Bucks off and they weren't able to recover. Part of that was coaching, not being able to make adjustments to what the Miami Heat were doing to them. But the Bucks lacked a certain something that they had uh, during the first part of the year before the COVID stoppage. They were, they were missing whatever that was that they had back then. And they just could never get it back. It looked like game four they did. It looked like game five. At least on the defensive side of it, they had whatever it was they had been missing. But unfortunately, they couldn't score enough points to beat Miami and try to force a game six and then a game seven. And unfortunately, their season came to an end. And I don't know what's going to happen this offseason, but I think they really do have to explore maybe moving on from uh, Eric Bledsoe and finding a new point guard to lead this team. Chris Paul has been a name that's been thrown around, but I don't know how I feel about that. As he's, you know, before this past season, he's commonly hurt. And he definitely, he always gets, seems to get hurt come playoff time, and he's not available when you need him most. Hence, one of the reasons why I think they didn't match Malcolm Brogdon's uh, contract with the Indiana Pacers because he was never available when you needed him the most. He would miss games with injury. You know, Bledsoe, as much as he makes you want to repair out, he is there all the time, ready to play. Um, I know he missed one of the games this in the postseason, I think game one against Miami. But overall, he's always there. And he doesn't miss 20 games a year. 
And with Chris Paul, you have to worry about his age, I think 34, 35 now, and his durability. And how does he fit with the, the roster you currently have? So I don't know if he's that answer, but we'll definitely see moving forward. And I think we could be ready to see the Bucks move on from the coach they currently have. But the thing is, who do you bring in? And you got to think about how it affects Giannis's, uh thought process on wanting to sign a long-term deal in Milwaukee. Him and Bud seem to be very close. By moving on from Giannis, you put at risk, um, I mean, moving on from Bud, you put at risk alienating Giannis. And do you really want to do that when he's got one year left on his contract? So definitely be an interesting offseason and see what the Bucks can do. So moving on, the Packers, their depth chart has been set. Aaron Rodgers, obviously quarterback with Tim Boyle, the number two. Jordan Love, the number three. With the lack of offseason, that's not a surprise at all. Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, A.J. Dillon, Tyler Irvin, your running backs. Irvin's kind of a wild card. You can also put him a wide receiver or put him in the slot, move him around a lot. Uh, you got Devontae Adams and Nicky Mania St. Brown at one receiver. Um, Alan Lazard, Malik Taylor, and Marquez Valdez-Scantling to round out your wide receiver positions. Uh, Joan, I mean, Adams, Lazard, Scantling are probably your top three, followed by St. Brown and Taylor. Mercedes Lewis, Robert Tonyan, Jay Sternberger, and Josiah Degara, who probably also play some fullback, H-back type role. O-line, you have David Bakhtiari, Yosh Nudgman, Elgin Jenkins, John Runyon, Corey Lindley, Lucas Patrick, Lane Taylor, with Lucas Patrick backing up there too, and Rick Wagner because Billy Turner is currently hurt. Defensively, Dean Lowry, Kenny Clark, Montrevious Adams, Dylan Mack, Tyler Lancaster, Kingsley Keekley on the D-line, um, Preston Smith, Christian Kirkley, Oren Burke, Sedarius Smith, Rashawn Gary, Ty Summers, um, lining up at your linebacker positions, and then Jari Alexander, Adrian Amos, Dar- Dar- Darnell Savage, Kevin King, Josh Jackson, Raven Green, Will Redmond, Chandler Sullivan, Kadar Holman, Vernon Scott, and Perry Nicholson, rap- rounding out your secondary position. Um, Mason Crosby, J.K. Scott, Tyler Irvin, Hunter Bradley are your specialists. So, you know, the, the Packers, if you didn't notice me with me going through the names, not a lot has changed since the 2019 season where they went to the NFC Championship game. A new right tackle, obviously, but the roster is pretty much the same. They did sign Devin Funches in the offseason, but he chose to sit out this year due to COVID. And I guess the question is, which direction do we see the Packers being fit 13 and 3 again? Or do we see a a regression like we saw with the Chicago Bears after they went to the playoffs and won the division two years ago? Or do we see somewhere in between? And although I don't think they won 13 games, I still think they're the team to beat in the NFC North. Um, Anytime you have Aaron Rodgers at quarterback and Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams, anytime you got those three guys on offense, the Smiths dominated at times last season on defense with Savage and King and Alexander and Amos. I think you have a chance to <clears throat> not only win the division, but make another deep playoff run. And we're going to see first thing first coming up in a couple of days against the Vikings. And the Vikings took a big step back too. 
Their offensive line is still a huge question mark. Their interior defensive line, especially with Hunter out, is a big question mark. Um, linebacking core, if it's kind of hard to make plays and flow to the football and you got offensive linemen getting on you. Their safeties are good, but then their corners are a question mark. They have two new starting cornerbacks, I believe. So I would look for Rodgers to pick on those new guys um, early. I would also look for the Packers to try to run the ball against the Vikings. Last year, the Packers beat the Vikings twice, and especially Game 2 up in U.S. Bank Stadium on Monday Night Football. It was Aaron Jones uh, that basically carried the, the load for Green Bay in that victory. Aaron Jones was unstoppable, and I look for the Packers to do something similar with Jones, Williams, and uh, Dylan to really establish the run. And that's what the Packers want to do. What you saw the 49ers do last year, that's pretty much what you want to see Matt LaFleur do with the Packers on offense this year, but with a much, much, much better quarterback. Picture what the 49ers did, both the quarterback that's able to throw the ball down the field. That's what the Packers want to do offensively. Do they have the pieces to do it? I don't know, but you do have two really good running, one really, really good running back, one pretty good running back, one rookie. You have a great wide receiver. You had a wide receiver that took a big step in 2019 and a wide receiver that looked like he was going to take a big step and then hit a wall. And then your tight end position kind of up in the air. But overall, you look for this offense to do what the 49ers just did to get to the Super Bowl, both the quarterback that could actually throw the ball and if the 49ers had a quarterback that could better throw the ball down the field, they'd probably beat the Kansas City Chiefs, more than likely. The 49ers are your defending Super Bowl champions and not the Chiefs if you had a quarterback that could put the ball down the field. And it doesn't have to be 20 yards down the field. You look at what the Chiefs did uh, yesterday against Houston. A lot of their throws are short, short throws, intermediate throws. Big thing is, though, you get the ball into your playmaker's hands and you let them make plays. So you get the ball in Jones's hands, Devontae Adams' hands, MVS's hands, Lazard's hands, St. Brown's hands, get them in their hands, and let them make plays with the football. And defensively, I don't know how they can be any worse against, against the run anyways. D-line, they could have done better. Kenny Clark's amazing, but Dean Laurie and Tyler Lancaster are probably better served as rotational pieces. Hopefully we can get a huge second-year jump from Kingsley Kiki. And Dylan Mack, a big old nose tackle from Baltimore. Uh, he's a guy that can eat up space that hopefully can help you in the run game. You know what you have with uh, the Smiths, the Darius and Preston. Oren Burks is uh, finally looking to be healthy. And Kristen Kirksley, when he was healthy, which hasn't been at all in the last two years, he looks like a big uh, upgrade from uh, Blake Martinez. We'll see if it's the case. Brashawn Gary, they're expecting a big second-year jump from, and they're expecting some things from Josh Jackson. So basically, the Packers didn't do a whole lot this offseason trying to upgrade areas. Two reasons, though. One, because they really couldn't due to salary cap restrictions, the money that they spent two years ago. Plus, they're looking for their young guys, and they're depending on their young guys to take that next step. And unfortunately, past couple years when they've tried that, we haven't seen it. But they're hoping guys like Gary and Burks and Keeksley and Alexander, Savage, King, Jenkins, uh, Taylor, Lazard, Scatling, St. Brown, Williams, Dylan, they're hoping they take a big step. Dylan being a rookie. Jay Sternberger, they're hoping he can take that next step. Tunyon, they're hoping he can take that next step. 
Degaria. They're hoping he can be a an all-everything type H-back where you can line up a fullback, tight end in the slot, move him around, make a mismatch. That's what they're hoping for. Is it going to happen? I don't know. We have to watch and find out. But I think this Packer team is good enough to win the division again. I don't know if they're good enough to win the Super Bowl. But they're definitely good enough to win the division. And they're definitely good enough to beat the Vikings. And I think they do beat the Vikings by 10. It might be a little close early as teams are getting used to playing football again after no preseason game. But I think the Packers, especially with Aaron Rodgers, ends up pulling away and winning by 10. I think that's what we see. Packers win week one. And I think, as I said, I think the Packers won the NFC North, winning 10 or 11 games. Um, I think the Vikings will finish second, followed by the Lions and then the Bears in that order. Um, Other NFC teams, I think the 49ers win the division again, followed by the Cardinals, followed by the Seahawks, followed by the Rams. There's something about Arizona. I just pulled my finger on it, but I like them a lot. I think the Saints win the division, followed by the Buccaneers, followed by the Falcons followed by the Panthers. I think uh, Panthers, or, I mean, the Falcons are looking for a new head coach after this season. I think the Bears are looking for a new head coach after this season. And the NFC East, I think the Cowboys win the division. I think they make the NFC Championship game even. Followed by the Eagles, followed by the Giants, followed by Washington. Going to the American Football Conference, I think the Patriots still win the division. I think with Cam Newton seeming to be re-energized, recharged, um, with Bill Belichick still there, with um, every other team in the division, not that much significantly better. The Bills are hoping for a third-year jump from Josh Allen. The Dolphins are hoping for Ryan Fitzpatrick to have one more season of magic in him before they switch to Tua, and the Jets are awful. So I think the Patriots still win that division. The Chiefs, I think, win the division with the, the Raiders, Chargers, and Broncos in that order. I think it's the Steelers, followed by the Ravens, followed by the Browns and the Bengals. And I think it's the I think it's gonna be the Colts, followed by the Titans, followed by the Texans, followed by the Jaguars. And a team that made the playoffs last year that were struggled to make it again this year, I think it's gonna be the the uh, Tennessee Titans. I think they take a step back too. And my Super Bowl, I think the Chiefs are gonna re uh, get back to the Super Bowl, repeat as AFC. Uh, champions, and I think they're going to play the Cowboys in the Super Bowl and lose to the Cowboys. I don't know why, but I'm quite high on the Cowboys this year. I think Mike McCarthy is underappreciated. I think he, his time ran out in Green Bay. However, I think he's extremely underappreciated. I think Dak, Dak Prescott's underappreciated. Ezekiel Elliott's a great running back, and they got some great young pieces at receiver. And yes, I said, first-year head coaches are going to struggle. But the, 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 the benefit that the Cowboys have is Mike McCarthy isn't your typical first-year head coach. He spent a lot of time in Green Bay. I think Washington's just too far down for Rivera to have a huge impact this year. But I think the Panthers are going to struggle big time to get traction. Um, <clears throat> I think the... Uh, Trying to think who else has a new head coach. The Browns are going to struggle a little bit at times. And it's just going to be tough for first-year head coaches, except, I think, for Mike McCarthy. So with that said, final thoughts. Um, I'm not usually one to give thoughts to what Skip Bayless has to say. 
But I do have to say this, though. I think what Skip Bayless said about mental health and Dak Prescott for coming forward with his struggles with depression this offseason, with his, uh, his brother dying and with COVID and his comments about it, I think are extremely irresponsible. He's got a big platform uh, that he, he reaches with his, his, uh, his job. And I think he's, he's a bad thing to, to question. Um, I think it's a big thing to question uh, the leadership of Dak Prescott when he's coming forward saying that he was struggling. I think there's a stigma already on mental health, especially for men. And for him to just downplay it, I think is extremely irresponsible. And I think he needs to pay with his job. I, I don't think Fox should put him out on TV anymore talking about sports. I really don't think so. I think it was extremely in poor taste. So with that said, follow me on Twitter, um, Evan Witt Sports. Uh, email me, CoachEvan66 at gmail.com. I will be breaking down this game and previewing next week's game uh, next week, as well as talking about other hot topics that might arise in the world of sports between now and then. With that said, go Pack Go, and I will talk to you all later.